LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Welcome to Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer and J.D. We are continuing and Matt to, Love and Matt Love yes. and we're continuing to roll. We said this at the beginning of season two. Uh, we're really coming out strong with some of these questions, and so I'm just going to get right into this one. J.D., when talking with a transgender person, which pronoun should you use? Well, you know, I think approaching this question, there's a very important old proverb, old maxim, and that is behind every question is a questioner. Hmm. And so, when I hear a question like this, one of the first things I want to try to do is filter: is this uh, is this I mean, somebody that's antagonistic, are they trying to pick a fight? Is this like, you know, the Pharisees with Jesus? Because sometimes this question is asked in that way. But a lot of times this is asked by somebody who is in the midst of either themselves being transgender or they're trying to love somebody who is transgendered. And they're, you know, really struggling with what is a way to show this person respect and, and, and affirmation, you know, as it is with homosexuality, too often we think the only categories are affirmation or alienation. Mm. And you're trying to say, what is the right way to, to show Christian love? Cause it shouldn't be only those two categories. Um, and so, you know, I think you got to ask like, you know, what is, what is going on? I mean, one of the most helpful pieces of pastoral counsel I've ever heard is somebody said, you know, behind every question of homosexuality and transgender is a, a bigger question, and that is the question of unanswered prayer. Because hmm. almost every person that that becomes, you know, in this category is somebody that, at least if they grew up in the church, was like, God changed me, and they felt like it never happened. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I think good. you got to, and, and too often, let's just acknowledge, um, the church has failed to be the sanctuary. Um, the church ought to be the one place where people that struggle with sins of any kind ought to feel safe, yeah. because we're the ones who teach, like, this is the human condition, yeah. and Jesus died for sinners, and He didn't tell you to become perfect so you could be accepted. He, he, he came for the the sick, you know, the spiritually sick of of whatever variety. So anyway, that's I just want, I feel like we need to say that that's to, helpful, to kind of yeah. start with, yeah, uh, you know. And then um, to, before you get into the question of pronouns, I also feel like you know there's just a couple assumptions about the transgender movement broadly that we yeah. probably should should talk about. Let me just first say there's a couple of excellent books that okay. I have found very helpful. One of them is by a guy named Andrew Walker. It's called God and the Transgender Debate. Okay. He just really kind of goes through issue by issue and just really kind of helps unpack like what's what's going on. It's, it's very well done. The other one is Ryan Anderson, When Harry Became Sally, which is a great book title. Do I don't know agree? how, honestly, I don't know how he made that get through past the editing process. Like but some group he got editor said, let's go with When Harry Became Sally. This is yes, great. It yeah. is. But yeah, he, so he basically said, well, the subtitle, Responding to the trans- Transgender Moment. And he deals with a lot of these questions. It's very academic. Get a lot of, I mean, well, Academic makes it sound like it's hard to read. It's very, um, very thoroughly researched. Yeah, he found it helpful. You know, the biggest question behind the question of pronouns is what actually determines gender. And I think there's three potential answers. One is your anatomy. Yeah, that's kind of the obvious age-old way of you know telling a male from a female. The other is looking within. Yeah. Um. What is what do I feel like? Do I feel like a male or a female? I think the best answer, the most historic, the scientific answer, and I would say the biblical answer is your genetics. God made them male and female. We know that you know in every single you know cell of a person's body from the time of conception. 
they're either marked with XX or XY. They're marked with 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 a gender. And that's not ambiguous at all and, and it's clear and that is the gender that God has declared a person to be is the one that corresponds to their DNA. Okay, so that's that's helpful. But obviously, I mean there are situations where it's like I mean, situations where someone would be, you know, intersexual or they have ambiguous genitalia, things like this that may be abnormal but are like part of the thought process. So how do you think through that? Well, let's just say that it's 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 you have to get really technical in this yeah. discussion because it's not just it's not as simple as even kind of the way you said it. There's things that are sometimes it's it's a mutation. Yeah. It's something that's enlarged that shouldn't yeah. be enlarged. You know, just sort of things like that. And so I, I, nobody is is really arguing that there's somebody who is you know that's got like 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 real streams of like. You know, like I'm half, yeah. I'm half male and half female. That's yeah. not. It, 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 it's a different discussion. You can in the God and the Transgender debates that that book particularly would you just kind of you know, unpack that for you. I, I think the biggest thing is I, I don't think that's really the, the 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 place that our culture is doing is is kind of setting up its yeah. battlefront. It's not that. What about those rare cases where yeah. there's a mutation and there's a you know an, an anatomical part that doesn't belong. The real, the real focus is where is gender determined from? Is it yeah. is it something that is in the you know in the DNA or is it something that is chosen from within? And that's something Christians can speak about with clarity. Yeah. And that is you know our identity comes from not looking within. Our identity comes from what our heavenly Father declares yeah. over us. Um, that's important at every level of the spiritual life, but it's important in creation itself because God declares through the DNA male or female. Yeah. And I am not who I feel like I am. I am who God says I am. Yeah. I mean, Christians, you know, Jeremiah 17 teaches us that our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, yeah. which means the heart is the last place that I want to be looking for my identity yeah. because it will tell me that I'm a failure. It'll tell me I'm an outcast. It may tell me wrong things about what my gender is. You just don't look into the murky, dysfunctional abyss of your heart yeah. that is, con, you know, consumed with sin and look for identity. You look to God's word and His creative order. Yeah, so that's really helpful because it's like it's helpful to understand some of the technical things that are going on. But at the end of the day, we have to know where is this conversation in the culture actually happening? And right now, it's happening more on that identity. How do I feel? Level not on some of these other things. Right. But here's the thing. Those are all really helpful things, but they didn't actually answer the question we asked at the beginning. So if you're talking to a transgender person, knowing all of that stuff, what pronoun should you use? So you're not going to let me get by with... Uh, yeah. I was, ask me anything. I thought it was also answer me anything. Yeah, just answer whatever, whatever you want. Whatever yeah, exactly I right. Yeah, okay, so fair enough. Well, let me just kind of lean on Andrew Walker here and, yeah. and the, the book God and the Transgender Debate. You know, he points out, and I actually think this is charitable and accurate, Christians disagree. And I think they should disagree charitably about what is the right thing to do specifically with pronoun usage. You know, some people are on one side are going to say, um, hey, we got to tell the truth. And the truth is this person is male or female. So I would be lying if I called somebody who was female identified as male. There's others that say, well, you know, look, as a courtesy, you should uh, refer to a transgender person by their preferred pronoun. And it's sort of a generosity of spirit kind of approach. And you see evidence in the, in the Bible of that. And so you kind of got those, the arguments that I've heard go basically along those two lines. Is it a generosity of spirit or is it you telling the truth? Personally, I think, again, this ought to be a charitable discussion. I lean a little bit toward generosity of spirit. That's where Andrew Walker, you know, that's where he also is. You know, it's if, if a transgender person came into, you know, our church, came into my life, I think my disposition would be to refer to them by their preferred pronoun. When we want to talk about gender, 
I, I will be clear with them on the truth. Yeah. You, the question is just, is, is, is that the battlefront that you want to choose? Mm-hmm. I do think, and Andrew Walker points this out, I got another guy named Preston Sprinkle, um, had some good thoughts on this, that's, that you do see in the Bible this kind of evidence of generosity and accommodation of spirit in simple things like, you know, when, when they refer to different gods in the Old Testament. I mean, we know there's only one God. Yeah. And but there's a sense in which I don't know if I'm going to draw the battlefront there. I'm going to declare the truth, and then I'm going to speak with clarity. And I don't know if I'm you know if the pronoun is exactly the place that I have to you know do it. A couple of analogies that may or a couple of illustrations may help. You know when when missionaries have been going into um, tribes where there were polygamous. Yeah. You know do they what do they do when a guy when a chief has ten wives? Do you take the first one and call her wife and refuse to call anybody else a wife because a man can only be married to one wife? Is that yeah. what you do? Or um, if somebody that is divorced, you know, and unlawfully divorced in our culture, you know, Jesus says that he never really relinquished his marriage and, you know, that he's yeah. actually married to this other woman, even though he's divorced her and the woman he's lived with now. So do you, do you insist on calling the former woman his wife and this current woman the adulteress? Yeah. And like every time that's how you refer yeah. to him? Well, you know, I don't think there's evidence, you know, for doing that. I think you, I think there's a generosity of spirit that you can communicate there. Um, I've heard it called pronoun hospitality. Mm. And I think it's, I, I, that's the way that I, I would, I would lean in this. I would say there's a, you know, this is one of those perhaps Romans 14 situations where you're, you know, you need to do what your conscience is yeah. allowing you to do. And if you just really feel like I can't, then I, I love what, what Andrew Walker says. He says, it's probably best to just avoid using a pronoun altogether. Yeah. He said, even though it sounds weird, yeah. he said, but you're not the one that created the weird situation. Yeah. So you just use their name. So yeah. it's, and every time you would say he, I would say, and so that's what, and I use their proper name. That's yeah. what Matt said. That's yeah. what, you know, so, and use the name that they've chosen uh, for themselves and avoid pronouns altogether. I yeah. think that's probably the most practical way of dealing with it. That avoids both the confusion of affirming and also tries to treat them with respect. But again, I think Christians ought to be charitable in how they approach this. I don't think there's a definitive yeah. once for all time right and wrong yeah. answer. And that generosity of spirit towards the person you're talking to can be true regardless of where you end up landing. But yeah. how we're talking to people should always come from that heart and to your point. Yeah, that's good. We should be generous of spirit, regardless of where you answer this. Yeah. We should be generous of spirit. And two, we should tell the truth. Yeah. And I think those two things are bigger than just the pronoun question. Yeah. You will apply it to the pronoun question, but the better thing is to make sure that you have those two attitudes as you approach a question. That's great. Well, thanks for joining us today. I hope this was helpful. Make sure you visit jdgreer.com if you want to read more or listen to sermons that JD's preached or get more resources that could be helpful for you for questions like this or other questions that you might have. Have you been listening to the Making Disciples podcast with Robbie Gallaty and Chris Swain recently? It is a part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network family, and they're covering topics like when discipleship groups don't work how to gain discipleship momentum for the fall, and what protein powder should you use? They're not actually answering that one, but I think Robbie Gallaty probably has a good answer. Um, But you should look up Making Disciples on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. And we're excited to talk to you next time on Ask Me Anything.